So what the heck is going on in Washington, D.C.? It is a fast-moving target. Let's get the very latest from the Weekly Standard's Mark Hemingway. Mark, thanks so much for your time. Hey, thanks for having me on again. So what is the, the current status? Are, is there really going to be a meeting with Harry Reid and uh, John Boehner sitting across the table with each other coming to some compromise? Well, you know, who knows? Um, but, you know, even even people that are sort of out on the right and, and the, the GOP, um, like Rand Paul, for instance, have been talking about um, how, at the very least, they should get together and hash out a temporary funding deal, you know, so they could continue to negotiate. Now, the question is, is whether or not Democrats think the optics of refusing to negotiate are, are a good thing. Um, you know, they seem to, certainly seem to think that was the case all through the weekend, and it wasn't until late last night that Obama was, you know, suddenly deciding to meet with people. So, I mean, I think Democrats are starting to get a sense that they can't do nothing in terms of, it. you know, they have to at least put forward, you know, some sort of, you know, visible effort, you know, to appear to be negotiating, even if they aren't. Uh, what good will come of this? I don't, I don't know, but it, it, it's, 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 but we'll, we'll see. You know, Mark, I think a lot of people want to know if there if there is a Republican-driven solution, in other words, something that the Republicans could come up with themselves that would let them get out of this without looking utterly impotent and foolish, which I think is the danger right now. Yeah, um, there probably are, you know, any number of solutions. And, you know, if I had my druthers, they would have done with something a little smaller and, and more strategic than, you know, trying to delay or defund Obamacare uh, in this situation. Um, and you had 22 senators, or so I think you had like 20, you had something, well, I don't remember the exact numbers, so don't quote me, but there was a non-trivial number of Democratic senators earlier this year that voted against the individual mandate in Obamacare and a bill, I guess, that didn't pass. But, um, you know, so something like delaying the, the implementation of the individual mandate after we've already, you know, delayed the business mandate, um, you know, there's any number of strategic things. Obamacare is a lot of moving parts that they could bring to the table, and, and I think Democrats would be more willing to, you know, deal with, you know, repealing the medical device tax, um, you know, any number of things. Um, and uh, I think it would have been smarter for the get-go for the GOP to seize on these things. But now that they're in this pickle, they might decide that they can, you know, bring those things to the table finally. Uh, your boss, Bill Crystal, said yesterday that he thought the Republicans were actually in a pretty good shape because they were able to reduce the debate down to difficult issues for the Democrats like the special set-asides or special funding, I should say, for Congress, and like the uh, treating businesses differently from employees on the individual mandate. But it seems to me as a you know, casual observer, and I don't, you know, you're inside D.C., I'm just Joe Schmo mm-hmm. out here, that the entire conversation has been dominated by out-of-control Republicans shutting down the government for their own personal pleasure. <laughs> that seems to be the narrative yeah. that the media are carrying. Am, carrying. am I wrong? Is there any other story getting out besides that one? Um, well, here's the thing. Yes, of course that's going to be the media narrative leading into this. But remember what the media narrative was heading into the sequestration. You know, the sky was going to fall, you know, right. air, literally. I mean, air traffic controllers weren't going to go to work. I mean, on and on. All these horrible things were going to happen. Um, and yet, here we are. The sequester seems to have worked out pretty well. And, uh, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, agencies are suddenly finding, you know, money to continue the operations they said they weren't going to be able to continue. Um, if this goes on and, you know, you know, again, we have to point out, even though this is a quote-unquote government shutdown, um, the vast majority of, like, what the average American considers an essential service is um, – still, you know, operating, you know, Social Security checks are still going out, you know, um, and, and so forth. 
So the question is, is if the shutdown drags on, are a lot of Americans going to scratch their head and say, you know, the media really overhyped this, you know, and you're already seeing situations here like the theatrics of involving, you know, there was a bunch of honor flight World War II veterans that right. showed up in D.C. today to visit the World War II Memorial on the National Mall, and it had been roped off, and the park police got all upset that they decided to, you know, trample down, you know, uh, uh, over the, the ropes and go visit their memorial. You know, well, I mean, this is a, a concrete memorial for crying out loud. You know, no, the it, Vietnam memorial. For, for people is, don't is, know, for people know, because I used to live in D.C. and and actually, I was talking about it on my radio show earlier today, Mark. The Vietnam Memorial, I mean the uh, the uh, World War II Memorial, like the FDR Memorial, is just an open space. It's just a bunch yeah. of statues. There's you couldn't shut it down. Obama had to send people with barricades to create a gate to close because there is no gate. And that to me shows, I think, how the Democrats really believe they have the upper hand here. That they can openly display their intention to make this shutdown hurt, like they did with the sequester, because they believe that either the American people aren't paying that much attention, or just the phrase "government shut." down is kind of a voodoo curse on republicans yeah that, that's exactly right but the thing then but the question is is if the shutdown is prolonged uh you know past a few days or whatever mm-hmm. at what point of the america is the american public going to see the theatrics for what they are you know just sort of smoke and mirrors i mean the vast majority of people affected by this are federal workers um, and you want to talk about an inside-the-beltway issue. You know, I mean, we have two million federal workers in this country, something like a million and a half of them live in Washington, D.C. Oh, and by the way, not coincidentally, be largely because of, you know, these, you know, federal salaries, uh, six of the ten richest um, counties in the United States now surround the Was- Washington, D.C. The average federal worker makes $130,000 a year in compensation, you know, um, and, you know, these and the federal workers are now busy calling into talk radio all over the local radio stations in Washington, <laughs> D.C., complaining about being furloughed. Now, how is that going to look to the average American? You know, and, and it, it's just appalling. I'm, I'm, you know, during Obama's first two years in office, where unemployment was around 10, hovering around 10 percent or exceeding 10 percent, the size of the federal workforce increased by 7 percent. All right? Wow. Um, uh, there were, you know, be, um, I mean... The stats and the stuff are just, you know, absolutely amazing. I mean, from December, and, and, and to be perfectly honest, this didn't just start with Obama. It started right. with Bush. was particularly bad. From December 2007 to June 2009, the federal workforce saw a 46% increase in the number of employees' salaries, over 100000 a 119% increase in the number of federal workers making over $150,000 in salary, and a 93% increase in the number of federal civil servants making over $170,000 in salaries. And those figures do not include benefits. Um, and, you know, for about the last decade or so, federal workers have seen a 62% increase in their total compensation in over a decade, which was more than double the 30% private sector increase. Now, <laughs> as this shutdown goes on, uh, you know, I really think that the primary people affected by this are going to end up being, you know, furloughed federal employees. And I just, I, I question the wisdom of, of, you know, relying on that to, you know, generate outrage. Uh, you but, know, Mark, here's the, here's the concern that a lot of Republicans out and about have, which is they're worried that there isn't a strategy. They've seen this kind of uh, Obamacare wasn't even on the map, and then Ted Cruz and a handful of people put it on the map, and then suddenly you've got this government shutdown deadline approaching, and there do- didn't seem to be a plan for the Republicans to at some point go, Aha! You know, here it is. You know, Mister Gr- you know Green in the uh, in the la- lavatory with the candlestick or something. You know, they reveal that this was their plan. It seems like they're flying by the seat of their pants and have very little control in their destination. Is that an accurate description there in Washington D.C. of the Republicans? 
Well, I'm afraid so, but you could have said that at any point in the last, you know, uh, I don't know, two years or so, I think, uh, of the Republican leadership, unfortunately. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, weird, you know, dynamics among the Republican base right now. And, and um, you know, you're right. It doesn't appear they have a plan, and I, I don't think that they actually have one secretly that the media isn't telling you about or anything like that. But But on the other hand, Despite their loss in 2012, the overall polling for the midterms coming up looks pretty good for the Republicans. And you know, if you look at um, um, the um, if you look at the recent history, uh, Republicans have done pretty well when they took a big stand on Obamacare. I mean, that was a major reason for you know the 2010 election, which you know was the biggest you know electoral victory for a political party since the end. So of World let's War wrap II. let's wrap this up with a focus on how the GOP can get out. For example. Let's say, and, and I just uh, saw a note from your Weekly Standard colleague, Jim Swift, that there's a picture ABC's released that shows Boehner waiting at a table, waiting for someone to negotiate with. So let's yeah. say the Democrats keep not negotiating. Aiden, can the Republicans come out and keep saying, we're here to negotiate, we're here to negotiate, and just keep saying the word negotiate over and over again to highlight the point that President Obama and Harry Reid keep saying they refuse to negotiate? And But then... If they, even if they win that political fight, that is, the American people decide that's a pretty jerky thing to do. Obama doesn't really care what the American people think. He doesn't need popular sentiment on his side. So they could sit, simply sit there until Republicans finally give, uh, give President Obama exactly what he wants with no agreement, no concessions, no bargaining whatsoever. Is that a loss, a, an irreparable loss for the GOP? Uh, I don't think that would be necessarily an irreparable loss, and I, and I think that you're um, underestimating uh, uh, the amount of public support Obama needs for this. Um, I, I agree that that you know in general uh, the GOP is facing a much bigger downside here, but I would also point out that, for instance, the polling uh, on this shutdown is much closer in terms of who to blame. You know, either the president or the Republican Congress versus, say, the government shutdown under Clinton, where it was even more lopsided in favor of President Clinton. Um, and that was one of the reasons why um, uh, Republicans, you know, seemed to come out so badly from that event. But then, but then again, even under the, the government shutdown with, with Clinton, um, the you know, near-term electoral prospects weren't bad for Republicans. Um, and the question is, is, you know, provided this government shutdown doesn't last for months or something, it's hard to imagine that a year from now, um, voters are really going to be caring all that much about the federal government shutting down for a short while when there's all these other issues, you know, being it, be it conflagrations in the Middle East and, you know, generally dismal job numbers continuing, slow economic growth. Uh, you know, you know the, the, what happened with the breakdown in congressional negotiations is going to take a backseat to a lot big, to too many bigger issues, I think. Mark Hemingway, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it here.